Chew the Bible. It's your good friend Aaron. Hope everyone is having an amazing day. It is a still somewhat cold. Shoot, somewhat. Not as cold as it was. I'll say that. The sun is out. But it's still cold. January 17th, 2024. 10.37 in the morning. Um, yeah. It's supposed to, the high is supposed to be a 30, 33 degrees, somewhere around there. Anyway, I'm just moving turtle speed before I go out here and pick up a few folks. And I have had to pick up this lady at 3 o'clock today from the airport. Why do I keep signing up for... Why do I keep signing up for regular rides? Like, <laughs> uh, I keep saying no. I'm not like, I just need to say no. Aaron, I right, want to practice right now. Aaron, next time someone asks you, hey, um, can you please uh, pick up, pick me up on this day at this time? I'm like, sorry, I don't do personal rides. I, I just don't do it. All right, and more confidence there. I really, I really apologize, but unfortunately, I don't do personal rides. Say it with your chest, Aaron. All right. I apologize, but no, you don't need to apologize. Um, how do how should I say it? Unfortunately, I don't do personal rides. Simple as that. Don't I? I don't do personal rides. I gotta make it sound a little nicer though. How should I say it without coming across as mean? Sorry, but I don't do personal rides. Boom. Yeah, we'll put the sorry in there. It makes it a little bit softer. Boom. But say it with your chest. All right, break. You got this, Aaron. Because I signed up to pick up this lady and take her to Burger King at 10 o'clock at night and then pick her up at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's this nice, sweet Hispanic lady. Ah. All right. Anyway. Y'all pray for me, man. And then, like I said, I got to pick up this lady at the airport at three. I don't like personal rides. I like just being able to turn on the app, drive, and then when I'm done, turn it off and go home. But when I have a personal ride, it's an appointment. And it's an appointment that I can't get out of. I mean, I could, but then I would come across as a jerk who doesn't keep his word. Maybe that's what I need to do. Just be the jerk. Go, hey, I know I agree to do this. In fact, this lady with the airport, if she asked me to do any more press runs, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Um, but going forward, I just, I, 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 I'm no longer doing personal rides. So just, yeah. It's nothing against you. It just, from a convenient, from... Even this other lady, I'm like, hey, I can only do today, but going forward, I can't do this regularly. I don't, I'm like, hey, I normally don't do personal rides. I was just being nice this one time. 
Only thing is I got to figure out how to say that in Spanish because this lady only speaks Spanish. She doesn't speak a lick of English. See, what gets me in trouble is I be playing Spanish music in my car when Spanish, Spanish people get in my... In general, a lot of times I play Hispanic music, like Spanish music. It's, I have Jackie Velasquez on my playlist. And they hear they like, oh, you speak habla espanol? They say it just like that. Habla espanol? I'm like, si, así, así. Habla espanol poquito. I think it's technically hablo espanol. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Hablo espanol poquito. Mi espanol es así, así. Necesita más practicar. Aprender espanol. Si, sí, si. Sí. And then they be like, oh, nice. <laughs> and then they be trying to have a whole conversation with me. I just need to have, yeah, no music or just have my English music playing. Some hardcore Christian rap, some, some gospel gangsters playing when they get in the car. <sighs> anyway. Y'all pray for me. All right, Exodus 33. KJV, and the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence now, and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it, and I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people. How would you like to be referred to as stiff-necked by God? Lest I consume thee in the way. Basically, um, if I went with y'all, I would take y'all out. I would go straight to the upper room. Verse 4 And when the people heard these evil tidings They mourned And no man did put on him his ornaments For the Lord had said unto Moses Say unto the children of Israel Ye are a stiff-necked people I will come up into the midst of thee midst of thee in a moment and consume thee therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee that i may know what to do unto thee and the children of israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by mount, the mount horeb and moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar off from the camp and called it from the tabernacle of the congregation and it came to pass that every one which sought the lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp and it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and every, and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses and all the people saw the cloudy pillar Stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man spaketh unto his friend. Mm, how would you like that to be said about you, and that the Lord spoke to you 
as a man speaks unto his friend. I struggle with this big time. Cause sometimes I'm like, Lord, is that you speaking? Or is that just my, is that just me? You know? Discerning the voice of the Lord. And there's times where I feel like I'm hearing him and I'm like, mm, uh, are you sure you speaking to me, God? Or was that a message for somebody else? I don't or like, yeah, I don't want to really do what I hear. How many of y'all can relate to that? Um, that's why the word of God, that's why I, like I try to spend a lot of time in that or spend time in worship because the voice that I hear a lot of times is like this very like. I had a counselor. It's a very like I haven't finished my thought. I need to work on that this year. When I start talking, like finish that thought and continue, see it through and then go to the next point. Because I had a counselor. No, see, I just did it. No. All right. So the voice of the Lord that I hear a lot of times, what I hear, it sounds very like this Old Testament God. Like, oh, yes. All right. Finish the thought. Yes. Very like angry, ready to like, don't do that. Stop doing that. Um, don't go there. Don't do this. Uh, like constantly like, no, 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 don't do this. Can't do that. Like, um, you're like this close to being just basically struck down or something bad happening to you again. Like, well, all right, what's next? What else bad is going to happen to me now? You know, like feeling like if I slip up in the slightest bit, I mean, something bad is going to happen. I'm going to get a flat tire, my car, something's going to happen to my car. Um, something's going to happen to my finances. Something's going to happen to my health. Like something's going to happen to one of my relationships, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes. And all right. So next point, two points. I was talking to my current counselor yesterday. We had, yeah, we talked, normally talk on Wednesdays, but yeah, we talked on Tuesday, um, yesterday. And he was telling me um, about this guy he knows who was saying how he doesn't like he only loves he only likes the two out of the three parts of the Trinity. And I was like, whoa, I can relate to that, even though the father, the son and the Holy Ghost are all the same. Right. They're the same. One and the same. They're all. Yeah. They're distinct, but also the same. It's weird. Like, the Trinity blows my mind. It's something that makes no sense to the human mind. And we can try to, like, describe it, try to describe it, yeah, explain it. But, like, even then, it's still beyond man's understanding, right? Um, But I totally relate to it. I was like, yes, Jesus, I'm cool with. Yes, because Jesus, even Jesus, there's parts of Jesus that are like kind of cold blooded the way he would talk to the disciples. Like he's like, like he would say stuff like, how much longer do I have to put up with y'all? This, this generation, this perverse generation. Or he would say stuff to the disciples like, don't y'all get it? Like, you know what? Like the way the tone of how he would say it. Like when you would say a parable and they wouldn't get it, it almost sounded like kind of condescending. I'll point it out when we get to those parts. Um or just things of like when he yeah, would flip over tables or those other things that Jesus would do that sometimes would be kind of with his disciples. It seemed like he was a little bit more harsh with 
the multitude of people like he seemed like he was nicer and oh yeah and to the pharisees he was definitely not very nice like i don't know he would come across as very like stern with them right there so there's parts of jesus that don't always seem very loving and kind and like lovey-dovey now the holy spirit always feels gentle and kind and like these are even parts of the holy spirit there i don't know but ultimately out of the the two out of the three yeah the, the third part of the trinity god the father there's a lot of parts of him that feel like, yeah, he's just ready to always strike me down or discipline me for doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, I can't get right. Um, or his voice comes across as very, like, condemning in my head. Because I've heard people say, like, how you relate to your father is how you relate to God. And my dad was one of the sweetest people ever, right? Kindest man, man ever, right? Only time my dad would get angry is, like, when we, my brother saw like our dad's greatest emotions was when he, when we had done something wrong, we got in trouble and we would get a spanking, but then he would like hug us afterward and sing over us. So it's kind of weird. And my dad was always ready to like bless my brother and I, like give us stuff, give us whatever we wanted. If we asked him for something, he would always say yes. And it's not like we were going to come to him with all kind of crazy requests, right? It was all within reason, but my mom would strike a lot of it down. And my dad used to say, like, man, he's like, I really wanted to bless you and your brother a lot, do a lot of things for y'all, but your mom would always, like, a lot of times strike it down. It's like, hmm, how is that impacting? Now, don't get me wrong, I had, I had great parents. Like, I'm just glad I had parents. I hear all kind of horror stories about people growing up in foster systems or just broken homes, single-parent homes. Like, so I was blessed. I'm just saying for me, right, how I'm trying to process, like, how does this impact my relationship to God? Like, when I think about the dynamic that was in my home, how how does that impact how I interact with God in the three parts of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? And lastly, the other point I was going to say, I used to have this other counselor who was also named Mike. It's funny. His name was Mike, too. Um. Like the greatest, some of the greatest influences in my life were named Mike. <laughs> it's weird. Even Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. I don't know, anyway, but anyway, those are side notes. All right. So this other counselor I used to have named Mike, he used to say, he, used to, he would say, okay, the one of the biggest ways you can, you can discern the voice of God is like, would Jesus, yeah, would Jesus say that to me? Like ask yourself, would Jesus say that to me not only would he say that to me would he would he sound that way to me like would the tone of voice sound that way and when i think about it like as i read through the scriptures i'm like sometimes i'm like he might yeah he just might say that to me he might just have that tone of voice sometimes i i'm i wrestle a lot with just the voice of god and so that's why i feel like it's so important to spend time in god's word spend time in prayer spend time in worship one of the reasons why I struggle sometimes in prayer is because I'm kind of afraid of hearing the voice of God. Like, what if he, what if I really do hear him speaking to me? Like, then what? What will I do with that? And then now all of a sudden I'm accountable for that word that's been said to me. And 
And what if I do the opposite of whatever I'm hearing? Like right now, what if he said, Aaron, turn your car in tomorrow, turn in the rental car, right? Which I, one of the things I feel like he's kind of been speaking to me for a minute. Just turn his car in and trust that I will provide for you. Um, the $2,000 you need to get your actual car out at the end of the month and pay your rent. And pay the other things that you got to pay. Because pretty much most of my bills are paid for this month. Only thing I have left is my phone bill, my technically my car insurance. So I'm thinking about skipping that because I'm switching car insurance providers. I'm going to switch from Geico to Allstate because um, they provide, um, what do you call it? They provide a... Uh, Um, commercial insurance and what else and then I have well child support is always a big looming bill over my head um, that I need to take care of I also need to pay $500 for my no my technically my car note is like four or something it kind of depends it's a lot of times I pay over it so it's like sometimes it's like little like We'll just say 400 car note and then $2,000 deductible to get my car out the shop. Anyway, what if God was like, I had a guy at church. This was kind of messing me up. This guy in my church during prayer, he's like, Aaron, it's time for you to let go of that car. And what else did he say? I think he said, stop driving Uber, a Rebu. And that's going to be like my oil or something, like equating it to the parable of the, the ten virgins and the one, the five that had oil and the five that didn't. And so I've been wrestling with that. I'm like, okay. I even told him, I was like, ain't nobody, like, who's going to pay my bills? And like, this is my main way of making money right now. I could get a job nearby that's within walking distance. But one, it's freezing cold out here. I ain't trying to do all that. And two, I really don't want to work a regular job. Oh, Lord Jesus, the thought of, like, working the job and the jobs I have around here. I almost was going to work in Mazuma. I didn't end up going through with that. That's a whole other story. There is another bank across the street uh, that I could work at. Um, Price Chopper, and I've thought about working there. There's a quick, I don't know. Anyway. Lord help me. All right, let's get back to the word. Y'all pray for me. So, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he, yes, I, like when the Lord speaks to me, I want to be able to like, feel like I'm talking to a friend. Now, here's the hard thing. Sometimes the best friends, the really good friends, they're going to tell you stuff you don't want to hear. That's how, that's a true mark of a really good friend is they're eventually at some point in your relationship, they're going to say the hard things in this from a place of love they, they ain't even gonna like preface it they're gonna be like hey i just want you to know i love you 
or I promise you I'm not, this is not coming from a bad place or no ill will towards you, but feeling like blank, like, hey, you messing up, bro. Or have you thought about doing this instead of what you're doing? Like, or I see this area in your life and I see how it's impacting you in a negative way. Have you thought about, I just want you to know, I encourage you, I miss on my heart to encourage you to do this instead. I'm not telling you what to do. This much, just something to think about. And I'm only saying this because I love you. All right. And the Lord spoke, uh, spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Verse 12. And Moses said unto Lord, the Lord, see thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. How would you like God to say that about you? That he knows you by your name. You know my name. You know my name. You know my name and I am your friend who sings that y'all um you know my name I keep forgetting her name Tasha Cobbs Tasha Cobbs Leonard that song became a hit. I think I told y'all. That sound like an old man, like a broken record. But that song became a hit after James Harden talked about it during a playoff game because his coach, uh, I think, got fired. Um, Doc Rivers encouraged him to listen to that song during the playoffs, and he played really well. <coughs> 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 Where did that come from? <clears throat> I've been cough free for a minute, and then all of a sudden, boom. Ouch. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, Makes like Moses like, Hey, you told me I can't take these people with me. Only I can go. But somebody got to go with me. That's how, I guess that's what he's saying here. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. That's another thing I would love God to say about me is I found grace in his sight. Verse 13. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way. Hold on. Didn't you just say... You found grace in his sight. Now you're asking him to confirm. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found, if I have found grace, if this is really true. It's interesting. It'd be interesting to read this in other translations or other yeah versions. Because he just said, I know thee by name and thou hast also found grace in my sight. He's confirming the words of God, what God has said about him. And now he's saying, I pray thee, if I have 
found grace in thy sight. Show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Some deep stuff here. Just how Moses interacted with God is a very interesting relationship. Verse 14, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Mm. The way God would talk to him a lot of times would be very straightforward. Sometimes I wonder if it was just because Moses was, did Moses paraphrase a lot of things that God said? Or was God really that short with him? Like, just straight to the point. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. I want to hear that from God. I, that is my prayer right now. Lord, I want to hear my presence. Lord, I want to know and trust that your presence is with me, which are, I mean, I kind of already know that because that's what your word says, that he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty and will say the Lord, he is our refuge, our fortress, our God in whom we trust. You know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The same power that conquered the grave abides in us. So, yeah, even David said, even if, even if I made my bed in Sheol in hell, Lord, you will be with us. You'll be with me. So, but there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, I feel like I can't get right. Like, where are you, God? Like, I mean, I know you're there, but I'm like, why aren't you inter intervening in these situations, the situations I found myself in? Verse 14, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Lord, yes, I need your presence and I need your rest. And resting doesn't just like, a lot of times we think of rest like, oh, sleep for five hours, eight hours, 12 hours. You can sleep for 12 hours and still be restless. Still wake up unrested. Like, is that a word? Just restless, yeah. Like young and the restless. You can still wake up. Um, what is the word? Not. Um, still tired. Still tired, still cranky, still groggy. Yeah, without. Yeah, not fully rested. Not feeling not feeling fully rested. Mind still racing, uh, you know, worried, anxious, jittery, fill in the blank. So, Lord, yes, we pray in the name of Jesus that your presence is with us indeed and that you have given us rest, that you are the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You are our, our Sabbath rest in Jesus' name. Amen. We declare that by faith. Amen. All right, verse 15. And he said unto him, If thy, pres <coughs> if thy presence, presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Hmm. This reminds me of that song. 
um, by Potter, Don Potter. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face and gird up my legs so I might stand in this holy place. Moses stood on the mountain waiting for you to pass by. And all of Israel saw the glory and it shined down through the age to boldly seek your face. Show me your face, Lord. Anyway, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us up not hence. Like basically, if your presence doesn't go with us, I believe your presence is with us. I'm asking your presence to be with us. And for some reason, you go back on what you said and you say you and you don't go with us. Then don't. I don't want to go. Basically, where you go, I go. Where you stay, I'll stay. I ain't going anywhere you ain't going. Without your presence, I can't do anything. That really should be the heart position of a Christian. Like, have you ever found yourself in situations where you're like, man, um, I don't sense the Lord's presence here. Like, or I'm, I'm, you, you go somewhere, you know, good and what you shouldn't be going. And it can get pretty scary all of a sudden because you like you find yourself around some creepy people. Like I'm talking about some straight up demonic people or in situations like, man, I have no business being here. Or doing something like a business venture or I don't know, fill in the blank. And you're like, man, I don't feel I don't feel God's peace on this. Like I I did this without asking God and now I don't have peace about it. I didn't consult him at all. I didn't say, Lord, should I do this? Should I should I go out and do this? I, I know there's people that I know. There's a particular friend that I have. And he asked, he lately has been asking God about simple stuff like, God, what should I wear today? I'm like, whoa, that's that's kind of um like straight up, like, what should I wear today? That's how detailed he's get. like. See, now that would cause me a lot of anxiety, like to get down to that nitty gritty. It's almost like it would almost be like having a boss at work and you ask them about every single thing. Like, OK, all right, boss, I put this widget together now or like I think of it in banking terms. Like, all right, boss, I sold this credit card to this client. And now I have this next client. What should I sell them? Or should I just talk to them or not talk to them, like not sell them anything at all? Should I go to this meeting or not go to that meeting? Should I take my lunch break now or not at all? Should I skip my lunch break? You want me to skip lunch this week, today? Like, I don't like that. Is that. Do y'all, like, I wish I had an audience here. Do y'all really think God wants us to ask him in that much detail about every single thing in our life? Like, like almost like a dog, like, waiting for the command of his owner? 
I don't know. So that's what it feels like when Moses, like he is like very detailed in how he's taught communicating with God. Like he's walking on eggshells, especially after what they just did. He has this reverence and this fear of God that is pretty powerful. It's very not, it's uncommon. <clears throat> he definitely is not living like Aaron. Aaron just did, just listened to the people and did what they asked of him by building that golden calf, having that golden calf made. He didn't talk to God before he did that. So it makes you wonder how often we are making golden calves based on what we see other people doing or what other people tell us to do or what our flesh tells us to do or what the demons that try to influence us or try to kill, steal, and destroy us are in trying to influence us to do instead of like going to God and say, God, what should I wear today? Maybe not on that level of detail, but God, is there somebody you want me to talk to today? Um, somebody you want me to reach out to? Should I apply for this job? Should I quit my job? Do you want me to continue to talking to this young lady or should I stop talking to her? Should I block her from my phone? Just like, man, because it almost seems like it would be smart to do that not seems like it really is kind of smart not kind of it is smart to do that because god sees around the corner every corner like he knows our beginning middle and end he knows how our stories end so hmm like if i can avoid a landmine a landmine like yeah and have my leg blown off as a result of it stepping on that landmine I'd be like, yeah, let's let's avoid going over the landmine and having our leg blown off. It's a lot of there's a lot of us Christians walk Christians walking around here with like we may not we may not have any prosthetic legs or you know but in the spiritual sense, yeah, we yeah, we've had some we're in wheel spiritual wheelchairs and walking around with spiritual handicaps in our minds because of going places and doing things that we had no business doing. And now we're dealing with the consequences of the, those choices. So anyway, this is just a long way of like wrestling, like just kind of talking through. Because you know y'all mean, y'all, if those of y'all have been listening to this podcast for a while, I don't like to just read the Bible. I like to like process it out loud. That's why I do this. That's why I encourage y'all to start your own podcast where you chew on the Bible. Just don't call it Chew the Bible. I'm, I might come at you with a cease and desist letter. Just joking. <clears throat> no, seriously, I might just do that. I mean, I'm not that big time enough. Yeah, if, if you want to do it, just just use a different logo. Or call it choose the Bible. Hey, <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, you like choose. Ha, huh? get it? Choose the Bible. Choose it, but chew on it. Huh? See, this is why I struggle with names, and I've bought so many domain names, and because I can, I'm I'm pretty creative when it comes up like names of things. I can come up with like 50 million names for a product or a service or an idea. 
<clears throat> and then before I know it, yeah, I'm switching, I'm pivoting to some whole, like, before y'all know it, you're going to see a whole new podcast called Choose the Bible. I might just do that with an S. And now I got a website called Choose the Bible. Anyway, what was I saying? For those of y'all that know me, I process things out loud. So that's a long way of just processing through this I this concept of like hearing from God and talking to God. Yeah, like hearing his voice, asking, like talking to him as you would a friend or your dad, like a dad who's become. I've heard people say, yeah, you're not supposed to be your child's friend. Right. And I I agree with that to some extent, especially when they're younger. There needs to be a clear distinction that you are the parent and they are the child and they need to obey. But as they get older, there's something beautiful about the I guess you can equate that to our Christian life. Yeah, there's something beautiful about like the relationship I had with my dad as I got older, even with my mom, but especially my dad to where. It's more of like he can't tell me what to do anymore. Like, I mean, if he told me to do something like or like or ask a lot of times he didn't tell me to do things. He would say, hey, son, do you mind doing this for me? It's like, can you help me with this? Can you he'd say, son, can you help me with my do my taxes for me? Can you or can you uh, go in and like because when he toward the end of his time at Ford before he passed, um, they would have a lot of this, like, yeah, especially during COVID, and there was the whole supply chain thing going on. There was a lot of time where he would have off time from work, and he'd have to go in and collect unemployment, and he had to go to this website and, like, do this whole login thing and ask answer these questions, so he would ask me to, like, go in and do that for him, or he would say, hey, can you go, can you, when I'll be out, he'd like, hey, son, can you pick up this from at the store for me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't, like, he was very nice about it. He, um, and it was funny. Like here, here I am as a son, paying no rent. Yeah, let him allow me to live there out of the kindness of his own heart. And there'd be times I'd be like, I would kind of be like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I would do it. Yeah. And sometimes I'd be like, man, what is wrong with my heart? That just shows you our hearts. Like God provides us more than just living some like. Yes, you may pay mortgage or rent somewhere, right? But God allows you to breathe rent-free. Like, air is free. Um, he, he provides for us in so many ways, right? In ways we'll, we can't even imagine. And if he asks us to do one little thing or something we feel in our hearts he's prompting us to do, and we it's crazy how quickly we are to get an attitude of like man god i don't want to do that Uh, man anyway what i was saying is there's something beautiful about the relationship we have with our with our dad earthly dads if you have your dad in your life at least the relationship i have with my dad to where i did things out of honor and respect for him not because when you're a kid you obey he just and it's just because it'd be like because i said so yeah, like if you had, yeah, if you did any pushback or got an attitude, yeah, interesting. But as you get older and you mature and you know, you and you listen to your dad's advice, 
because, you know, he has a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience. He's seen a lot of things. He's seen where those roads end up, you know. But he doesn't like a lot of time. Like my dad never forced any advice on me. Um, I don't know. I had a, just a beautiful relationship with my dad, especially before he passed. I mean, we don't get me wrong. We had a couple times where we bumped heads and we had some arguments that weren't the greatest. Um, <clears throat> but those are very... <coughs> those were... <clears throat> very few and afterward we hugged it out and cried and prayed together so anyway let me let me just finish out this this um chapter before i get all choked up and start crying about my pops and run out of time and go over my one hour limit but um and he said unto him if thy presence go not with me carry us not up hence <clears throat> For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? How will we know we have grace, your grace, Lord? Grace is, you know, being given what we don't deserve. Versus mercy, withholding like punishment, what we do deserve. We deserve death. That's all we deserve. We don't deserve to even live. That's God's mercy. God's grace is giving us, not only giving us of sparing our lives, but also being with us, showing us his love, giving us his presence, um, abiding with us, giving us unmerited favor blessings land and territory and 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 provision that's god's grace eternal life salvation of hope and a future despite our many sins or despite our many mess ups our sins, knowing, knowing sins and unknowing sins, knowingly and unknowingly. Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? That's the sign of your grace, Lord, that you go with us. Verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thinking also that thou hast spoken. Mm. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Lord, I want to know that without a shadow of a doubt in my heart and my mind that you, I found grace in your sight and that you know me by name. That's a good prayer, y'all. Because I don't know about y'all. There are times when I don't feel like God knows me by name. Or I feel like I'm a number. I'm be real. I'm like, God, do you see what I'm dealing with right now? And and compared to a lot of people's situations, I am blessed beyond measure. The other day I was driving out in my car and I was like, I picked up this this cute young lady and I took her to Operation Breakthrough. 
for those of y'all know Operation Breakthrough, it's like a home, like they do a lot of, they help the, a lot of the homeless folks and just indigent folks in the Kansas City area. They do a lot of stuff with orphans and just indigent poor folk, po folks. Or the unhoused. I guess homeless is not the right word anymore. The unhoused. All right. And so I was taking this young lady to Operation Breakthrough and I passed a couple guys like this one particular guy. He looked like he was about to freeze to death. I felt so bad. I almost wanted to be like, hey, to the young lady, like, hey, do you mind if we pick up that guy or just like drop her off and then go back and get the guy? Cause he looked like he just needed to like be taken somewhere warm for a while, like just warm up, defrost. His beard was like you could see icicles on his beard. I think that happened to uh, Andy Reid during the playoffs. Apparently, it was like a whole everybody was talking about how his mustache was frozen. That's how this dude was. He looked so cold. Yesterday, my feet were freezing. I couldn't wait to, when I got home, it took forever to like defrost them suckers with my space heater and then in the shower and woo, my feet were frozen. Anyway, I'm blessed and highly favored, but there are times, I'm going to be honest, where I don't feel like God knows my name. And I don't feel like sometimes like I found his grace based on my circumstances, mainly based on my circumstances. It's not, Lord, if you really love me, if you really, if I really found grace in your sight, then can you at least make one of these beer, <laughs> beers, not beers. I don't drink beer no more. You know, sometimes I get a craving. I don't know. I don't get cravings for it. I haven't had a craving for alcohol in a long time, but there's something I do crave one of my vices. One of my vices is sex and like, like, even, like I'm be real child. Masturbation doesn't even do it for me anymore. Like I want the real thing very badly lately. And I have to ask myself, even when I'm tempted to masturbate, like, I have to ask myself like, what does that do for me? I saw that on the Instagram recently. It's like, um, even with TikTok, I've had to get all, I had to delete my TikTok for a while because I, I saw myself like it was, it was filling a void. There are a couple beautiful women on there who are Christian and they interact with me on there and they show me attention. And I had to ask myself, with everything, I always have to ask myself, what void is this filling for me? And is this a healthy outlet? Is this a healthy way of filling, filling that void? And does this thing that's filling that void, is it great? Is it become bigger than Jesus? These are questions I ask, questions I ask myself. <laughs> like if Jesus ain't filling that void, then it ain't worth it. Even when you get married and you start, ha when I get married and I start having sex, right? If that begins to fill the God-sized hole in my heart greater than Jesus does, then I'm in trouble. Jesus has to always be my first, my last, my everything. And if he's not, he will allow circumstances in your life. I keep hearing all these 
people keep posting stuff about lately i've been getting messages from people in my church and this little prayer group we're a part of and messages um robert madu his sermon was about surviving the shaking and there's this other people that have been posting stuff about like shaking that that like 2024 is going to be the great shaking everything's going to be shaken it's going to be like a big old earthquake (coughs) 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 and we're going to see whose foundation was built on jesus and And whose is not? And if Jesus is not your foundation, you're in big trouble. Very soon, you're going to have to grasp for something. Like falling off of a cliff. Either you're grabbing for sticks or you're grabbing for a solid rock. I want to be standing firm. On the firm, what's that old song? Firm foundation. Jesus has to be my firm foundation and nothing else. Nothing like the song of the song. I just want you. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. By Cody Carnes. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Like, we sing those songs. But I don't think we really know what we're singing when we sing these songs. The other one, um, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. You can have all this world. I think that's the word. And it goes, I don't want anything else. I don't want anyone else. Because you are my one thing. Like, how many of us actually believe that and live that out? I don't. I'll be real with y'all. TikTok. I'm like, give me TikTok. Give me a wife. Can you pay off all these bills? Lord, I need your help. Like, I don't want, like, a lot of times I don't want Jesus. I want my circumstances to change. But if it wasn't for these circumstances, why would we ever talk to Jesus? Like, a lot of us would never talk to Jesus or spend time with him. Like, for me, a lot of times being worn out by the the stress of my circumstances and the work that I have to do to get out of my circumstances has forced me to talk to Jesus that much more. Like at least work. Like I don't always try to listen. I struggle with listening, the listening part, but the talking to him thing. Yes. I talk to him all day. I'm worshiping him throughout my day. Um, Lately, there have been some times where I don't even I struggle with prayer. Like I've been listening to sports podcasts because I don't. I don't know if I'm ready to hear what he has to say, because it's going to require some giant leaps of faith. Anyway, verse 18. 
I'm going to reverse 17 real quick. I'm just going to power through this because we're approaching an hour. I apologize, y'all, to my normal listeners who this is normally, this would be like a 30-minute podcast or a 20-minute podcast. Yeah, not today, homie. Not today, anime. Some of y'all like this. I don't know why, but I just be rambling, y'all. And I'll be like half stuffy while I do it. Coughing, clearing my throat. All right, here we go. Verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you know me, that you know us by name. You know all the very hairs on our heads, Lord. You know everything about us, God. You know us. It's wild. Even my dad. Oh, man, I just got to share this real quick. There's this young lady on TikTok. I'm bringing up TikTok again. She posted this video of like how well her mom knows her. And she was asking her mom these basic questions like what her (coughs) favorite movie was, favorite song, favorite color. And her mom got like maybe 50% of the questions right. And the girl was kind of shocked every time (coughs) at how... Because <clears throat> she seemed like she did the interview spontaneously or candidly, um, unscripted. And it was interesting to look at the face on her, on the young, on the girl, this young lady. Well, she's not a girl. She's like probably in her 20s, young 20s, mid 20s. Um, she has these really cool dancing videos. Anyway, um, not like twerking, not like that, like wholesome dancing. Like, this is silly. I can't even think of her name. But anyway, um, her mom, the look on her face when her mom didn't really, like, know her, know her. And that's the cool thing about Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, three in one, the Trinity. He knows us, knows us. He knows us, knows us, because he made us. He knows our favorite color. He knows, like, what makes us laugh, what makes us sad, what makes us tick, what makes us angry, what makes us want to run away, what makes us afraid. He knows all that. And he he knows what, even my brother, he was talking about, like, how you know, like, a woman loves you. And one of the signs is, like, she cooks for you or she gets, like, a gift for you. That's very thoughtful when she took the time to, you know, really like, like listen to what you said. And yeah, that's what's even anyway, I could talk about that for days. Um, all right. Verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and I will be and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and it will show mercy on whom I show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock. 
And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand and thou hast seen my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Mm. So God said, I'll show you my back. But I will not, I can't show you my face because I showed you my face. That was God's grace. Then you will die, man. Interesting. What's wild is like, and there's a scripture that talks about eventually we will see God face to face and we will fully be able to see him at, and as he has fully seen us. Uh, I don't have enough the time to look up that scripture, but I do have the time to look up this song real quick. I encourage y'all to listen to it and just let it be one of those songs that you just play over and over until it seeps into your spirit. I like to do that. Show me your face. Which version do I like? I like there's a particular version I like. Upper Room. Upper Room has I think Upper Room has the best best version of it. William McDowell does it. Stephanie Gretzinger does it. Even Fred Hammond has a version of the song, but it's different. Don Potter has it. Um, Juanita Bynum has the song. Juanita Bynum's version is pretty good, too. But I think I like Upper Room. The Upper Room, I like that version the best. Anyway, thank y'all so much for listening. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you're a good father, you're a gracious father, you're a kind father. We just pray in the name of Jesus, God, that... We look forward to that day when we will be able to see you face to face, God, and be fully known, fully see you as you have fully seen us all these years. Thank you, God, that even times when we don't sense your presence or we our circumstances make us not trust you or doubt you. Um, help us to just know, Lord, that you have shown us immense grace and your presence does abide in us and all around us. Um, help us to listen for your voice and to not be afraid of it, to walk, to make, to to obey your voice when we do hear it and to walk, to not be anx- anxious or worried, full of anxiety when it comes to like this whole concept of just hearing your voice and obeying it. And uh, Lord, even when we disobey, Lord, we just pray for your grace and your mercy and help us to just get on the right path. To be like the blind runner. Oh, one more thing that came up in the Robert Madu sermon. There's this runner. Oh, I sent it to. Who did I send it to? Darn it. Darn it. I'm going to run out of time. Maybe it was my brother. There's this blind Kenyan runner. Just Google blind Kenyan runner and you'll see what I'm talking about. He has this guy that helps him run marathons. And Robert Madu, the pastor, was talking about how that's how Jesus is for us. So even if we may not be able to sense his voice, right? Imagine what it would be like to run a marathon. And even if you hear your guide's voice, 
you may not always trust his voice, but you can trust like his touch and his presence, knowing that he is not going to like lead you off course, that he's going to lead you to the finish line. That's your word for the day. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen.